The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon and welcome to America's Web Radio. And it's time now for Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And we're uh, going in very tedious times right now, as we all know. And uh, we've got Lieutenant Colonel Retired... Phil Farsberg on, who is the host of Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm, and we're going to be talking a little out of line and uh, talking about some of what's going on around the world, and uh, we're in a very tenuous situation with uh, a lot of things going on, so before we get started, we always like to remember, and particularly today is um, President's Day, and we want to remember the past presidents that have been great and led our country, as well as all the veterans that have fought to keep us free. And uh, we're going to remember them in a short prayer, and then we'll turn to our fun part. We'll be back right after a minute of silent prayer. Thank you for joining us in uh, a moment of thinking about our veterans and our men and women that are on active duty right now that uh, could be conceivably in harm's way very shortly. And uh, that includes my son, who uh, will be uh, leaving on Sunday so for deployment. And uh, we want to also bring in... One of the things that we like to do, and uh, we always think of the Jody's or Caden's calls as the thing that got us through the last quarter mile or whatever it was when we were told to double time. Hey, I feel all right now. Hey, I feel all right now. Do you feel like I do right now? Do you feel like I do right now? And this weekend I learned that I am an old man as I was doing some fix-it and repairs at the house. And uh, it's amazing how time catches up with the legs and the stretching and you're sore from not using those muscles after a while. And the thought of going through basic right now 
leaves me a little, uh, I don't think I'm ready to go. But anyway, we've got a show to do. We've got Lieutenant Colonel Retired Phil Farsberg on the line. Sir, how are you doing? I'm well, David, and I hope you're well also. Oh, yeah, just just uh, like my grandpappy used to say, I'm just suffering from extreme old age, or extreme yeah. maturity, I'm, I must say. But anyway, no, I'm doing fine, and uh, I love this show, and love the fact that uh, I think we do quite a service, or you do quite a service, in that uh, we are remembering, oops, did we lose you? I'm here. Oh, okay. I don't know exactly what that was. But anyway, um, uh, there it is again. I don't know what's going on. Uh, anyway, we uh, we do appreciate you doing the show for us and uh, the fact that we are performing a service and that so many people have already forgotten the importance of Desert Storm and, De- well, Desert Shield and then Desert Storm and what it was all about and... Now we're asking the question, what is Ukraine all about? And possibly we know what Taiwan is all about, but we may be asking that question too. Um, and and I, I don't want to put you on the spot, Phil, but uh, what, what are your thoughts, if you want to share them with us, about the Ukraine? And do we really need to be there? Well, you know, uh, people have uh, puzzled over, you know, what causes uh, wars and uh, military conflicts for quite some time, and I guess there's no real simple answer uh, that's universal. <clears throat> um, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why people go to uh, to hurting each other, but um, you know, understandably, I think. Uh, in, in the case of Desert Storm, um, you know, uh, I can recall people, you know, protesting and, and saying no blood for oil or, um, you know, of course, it wasn't their blood. And and I was pretty willing to go uh, at the time. Uh, they sort of made the case for me to go, and it, you know, really didn't, <clears throat> really didn't matter to me because, I mean, I had to go because I had orders, and, uh, you know, I had signed up for that, and so, uh, you know, I did my duty, but the, um, did I 100% agree with what we were doing? You know, on on the face of it, we did a lot of uh, uh, liberating Kuwait, and, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, we had these fellows that, that were from Kuwait, that served as linguists with my unit, and uh, you know, I, I certainly felt uh, a, a kindred with them and a sympathy for the plight uh, that you know they and their families had, had suffered. But you know, uh, sometimes I think when we step back, we can see that um, maybe that was uh, you know a handy excuse for getting us involved. You know, but. <clears throat> You know, there was there was beyond a doubt uh, a certain um, urgency over petroleum uh, that had to do with with that conflict. And uh, you know, we uh, I mean, 
it, it, it sounds trite to say, you know, no blood for oil, but, um, it, you know, at some point, uh, you know, oil has become so important to us, energy is so important to us, that it really drives uh, a lot of our freedoms and our way of life. And um, Phil, so, if, I, if I may, uh, I'd like to interrupt for just one second, or two or three seconds, actually. Okay. And uh, and I, I, you know, you, you you brought up to begin with about what what causes countries to go to war and men to kill other men and so forth and so on. And even in the case of going after oil, it's still, it comes back to, to almost one thing. And I think this goes back, you're the historian, I'm not, but I think this goes back to one word, and that's possession of land. And obviously the oil, to get to it, you have to have the land and be able to drill in that land and or take the land that somebody else has already drilled on. And so, yes, you're going after oil, but it really comes down to taking territory. And we saw the same thing in the American war with the Indians. We've seen the same thing with Nazism wanting to take more and more land in Europe. And we're seeing it again right now in Ukraine with uh, Russia wanting to take one of the largest countries in Europe and uh, their minerals and their possessions. And so it, it really sort of, war is almost fought for land. Would that be a, a fair, and what it has, whether it's oil or minerals or whatever it has, but it, it's really, I want your lot where your house is because it's got a prettier view than my lot or what, you know. <laughs> well, I suppose you could make a case for it, and I suppose you have. Um, you know, I, but you can only do so much with land. I think what comes with it is, is power, and uh, and uh, if you control the population, you have power. If you control energy, you have power, and um, you know it's it, it's this world system that uh, you know money creates power and power creates money and it's a vicious cycle and those who have it just want a little bit more um and uh but I, as far as land is concerned uh i was looking at a photograph flying from someone was taken of my airplane flying over the saudi desert and um uh, i looked just looked at that and and thought the same thing i thought back then I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for all of this land. I mean, if it if it didn't have the oil, it's it's certainly not a pretty place. Anyway, um, but the uh, you know so right now, uh, energy is sort of at the heart of uh, what's going on. I think in uh, in Ukraine, um, not so much that Ukraine has. Uh, vast uh, petroleum or natural gas resources um, because, you know, uh, Russia has, has a great deal of, uh, of energy resources and, uh, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin is not, he's not foolish. He, uh, you know, when they, when they broke up the former Soviet Union, any of those uh, former Soviet republics that, uh, 
that had a, a great deal of energy wealth um, did not get given their independence. They became part of Russia. And um, it was very, I think it was very, very foolish of us to shut down our own energy independence at the same time facilitate uh, Russia becoming prominent in energy um, and, um, you know, creating a dependence on Russian oil in uh, Western Europe. Very, very foolish. And uh, it's it's hard for me to imagine uh, a worse uh, prescription for uh, disaster than, than that. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, and it's, it's been devastating not only in the uh, petroleum side of it and, and independence, but what it's done to so many jobs. And uh, yes, it was, uh, I don't know who came up with that brilliant idea, but um, it's almost treasonous. We had energy independence, and in the first time in I don't know how many years, but I was very proud of us personally and thought this is, you know, and I've, I've known all my life, ever since I was a child, uh, that Texas has enough oil for all of us for many, many, many years to come. And... Uh, you know, so does Oklahoma and the shores off Louisiana. And we can be totally independent if given the opportunity. Yeah, I remember, you know, when I first uh, got assigned to Fort Hood, Texas, uh, they were having a bit of a crisis because uh, oil prices had uh, had sort of caved in and uh, banks had land lent loaned all sorts of money based on the mineral wealth of, of the land, and uh, now suddenly there wasn't so much wealth and people were defaulting, and it was uh, it, it was chaotic. But, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to imagine that, you know, a great deal of our energy wealth actually came from... Um, <clears throat> from the Dakotas. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. Well, that's true, but uh, you know, this is this is something that uh, I pride myself on. And living in the United States is that we've always been independent, and uh, we've never stopped looking. And the uh, seismic reports that we have learned to generate are incredible. I don't think any other country can do what we've done with with uh, seismic reports and finding oil and drilling in the right places I know I've been involved in some wrong places over my lifetime but uh, we've also had some very fortunate uh, seismic information that had us drilling in the right places so it's uh, I give credit to every American we're all independent in our own ways and have done a great job on keeping America the most outstanding country in the world, be it military or be it civilian. Yeah, you know, and I don't harbor any ill will toward any other country. Um, but, you know, we 
in our nation, we have to look to our own self-interest first. I mean, uh, if we don't, it's just suicidal. Absolutely. And we're seeing some of that right now. And I know there's a lot of folks that want to say, that, you know, we should beat our swords into plowshares. Um, but, uh, you know, history will show you that the nations that have done that wind up plowing for the nations that kept their swords. Well, and I agree with you. We're going to have to um, take a break here, and uh, we will uh, be back with Lieutenant Colonel Phil Forsberg right after a couple of messages. Stay tuned. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. And you're listening to America's Web Radio and... Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. So with that, let's get back to Lieutenant Colonel Retired Phil Forsberg. Talking, we're talking a, a little out of the Desert Shield and Desert Storm range, but not that far. And um, we're talking about the mess in Ukraine and uh, the mess that we're in internationally, really. And uh, I... You know, we have our reporters or opinion folks on uh, television that um, seem to think that it won't stop with Ukraine and, uh, you know, other countries may get involved in uh, invading other countries at the same time. So uh, do you feel like we're prepared for that, Phil? Well, um I have no idea. Um, you know, it, it all depends on uh, on what transpires, and you know, uh, we. I, I know one thing's for sure: we can't solve all the world's problems, um, uh, and we're not going to stop people from hating each other or coveting each other's stuff. Um, it's that's uh, going to have to be uh, the Prince of Peace is going to have to work that out for us. Well, you know, it's it seems like our world, for whatever reason, just can't love one another 
for not, not for very long anyway. But uh, you know, this is uh, something we've always dealt with. There's always been jealousy. There's always been greed, and uh, I guess there's always been leadership trying to prove, you know, beating their fists on their chest to prove that they're the greatest or whatever they think they are. So uh, I guess time will tell. And, uh, you know, it's it's a, a sad situation that as a world, you wonder what we could accomplish if we were united in some way to better the earth in general. And, uh, you know, and that's not saying turn it green by any means. But anyway, uh, let's get back to Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And, um, you know, the importance of, as you were talking, uh, about minerals and uh, oil interest, um, it's hard to believe that our president is basically begging OPEC to increase oil production when we were totally independent only a year ago, year and a half ago. And I I have a hard time with that, quite honestly. Uh, I don't think you're going to find me saying anything too praiseworthy about the current administration. Um, it, it almost appears to me that... Uh, He's taking direction from uh, our worst enemies because everything he seems to do seems to be exactly wrong. And for the life of me, I cannot imagine that what's going to happen in uh, Eastern Europe uh, is going to be any different. Uh, And it makes me very sad to say that. I I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, it... It makes me wonder who is really leading our country and what their what their goals are other than to uh, make our country into a, a socialist state. And uh, that, what I hope people are understanding and grasping is how bad socialism is and that it goes from socialism to communism. And, you know, trying to sell utopian won't make it. It never has made it, and it never will make it. And we won't make it. And uh, Reagan had a lot of interesting things to say about it. And uh, I'm sure... Reagan, Reagan on this President's Day and and many other former presidents, with the exception of Obama, uh, are thinking about their terms and how they kept us out of war. And, you know, a, a strong defense, a, an ability to respond if necessary as Reagan had mentioned many times was the best thing you could do if people if the enemy fears you 
and knows that you will respond, then they'll think twice about doing something to uh, get a response. And that's the way it should be. I, I really wish people would understand when they go to the poll to elect president that it, it deeply matters the character of the individual uh, who's being elected because the lives of our troops depend on it. Not to mention our very republic. Absolutely. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, my son's being is deploying on in the very near future, in the next few days. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, it's uh, he's supposed to go one place. But as you well know, those orders can be changed quickly. And uh, his MOS is intelligence, so who knows? Certainly his father doesn't know. But, uh, you know, I pray for all of our troops, no matter where they are and whatever deployments they may be looking at. Um, there's, you know, and I, I guess I, you, you can answer this much better than I can, but I guess I really, there is nothing pretty about war. And to romanticize it or make it look like it's something that it's not is sickening to me. But... You know, it's uh, it's something that we have to face as a country. And so far, we've always had the ability to face it. And good leadership, which I question our leadership today, both in the White House as well as the entire administration. And um, they're going to have to answer to somebody one of these days. Well, I agree with you, um, David. And, you know, uh, we can't be silly about, you know, selecting our, our president. We can't select him based on, you know, he's got good hair. Yeah. Or attractive man. You know, uh, I think about Dwight Eisenhower. You know, one of, one of the most fantastic presidents we ever had, but uh, wasn't much on a hairstyle. <laughs> Just a ball, a little bitty ball around the ears. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have much, but you know, he had a world of experience, and uh, you know, he and he knew, and he he let the cat out of the bag when he told. American people to be careful about the military-industrial complex. He wasn't just whistling this Dixie. I think there's a lot of folks that are that are right now trying to urge us toward conflict, uh, surely for for uh, the bottom line for their company. And uh, I believe it was uh, probably our American Civil War that where industry learned just how much, how wealthy you could become selling things to our federal government for our national defense. Almost sounds like you're working with pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Well, there's another one. Yeah. You know, this is something, and, and this is, it's all, in my, 
we have this saying here, and, and we've had it ever since we opened the door, follow the money. And you're right. I can remember during, uh, oh, what's the company the uh, in El Paso that had the uh, missiles to shoot down missiles? Uh, oh, Raytheon? Raytheon, yes. And uh, there's certainly a prime example of following the money. And... Uh, they were making tons before they had proven the product could even work. And it didn't work so well initially. But, you know, it's uh, follow the money. And I can see companies right now rooting for let's go to war so we can sell the feds more $600 toilet seats or whatever it happens to be. And I think a company like that, when they're found out, they should be punished to the nth degree because they're not for us. They're working in their own way against us. And, you know, who was it that said, and I know being the historian, war is hell. And that was my hero, William Tecumseh Sherman. And what he said was in a, a letter to John Bell Hood, he wrote that war is all hell and you cannot refine it. And, um, you know, and probably one of the greatest guys, uh, and what was so great about him was that uh, he really hated politics, didn't want to be involved in politics. And the, the Civil War was about to break out and... Uh, his brother was actually a senator from Ohio and uh, begged him to go back in the Army and, and uh, take his commission and, you know, uh, prosecute the war. And uh, Sherman said to his brother, politicians have created this problem and politicians can fix it. Hmm. And, you know, that's exactly how I feel about uh, Ukraine. Don't, don't lay this on the backs of our troops. No. With that being said, we're going to let people think about it for a minute, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Lieutenant Colonel Retired Phil Forsberg and his wonderful thoughts and his incredible grasp of history. We'll be back in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. 
Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on Remembering Desert Storm and Desert Shield with Lieutenant Colonel Retired Phil Forsberg, who served in Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And But we're talking about a different war situation now, and this is uh, what's going on in the Ukraine. And, you know... I, being that it's the day that it is, I, I must say I don't believe we would be, and there are a lot of people that agree with me, that we would not be faced with what we're faced with had we had the leadership in Afghanistan and overall for the past year. And I think Mr. Putin would be thinking twice if we had someone else in the White House besides Biden. My political views. Well, I would say that our current president is on track to be the first president to lose two wars in the first two years of his presidency. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. And, and it's, it's just shocking how 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 um, wrong every move he makes it's as if it had been planned out and orchestrated by those who wish the, the worst ill upon our republic you know I didn't always like all of the presidents uh generally speaking, uh, on one side other than the conservative side. But with that being said, I admired the good presidents that surrounded himself with good people, i.e. Kennedy. Um, not all perfect people, but good people generally. And they had America's interest in mind. And I look at the current administration, and I can't see that any of his administration has America's best interest in mind. And it's unfortunate that uh, the... And again, please come in, Phil, and correct me, but even his military staff officers that should be advising him either they don't know or he's just not taking their advice. Either way, it's been very costly and very questionable in my opinion. Um, yeah. You know, the, the folks who... Uh you know, I mean, after our American Civil War, 
you know, uh, Andrew Johnson uh, was president when uh, Lincoln was assassinated. But from U.S. Grant until William McKinley, we didn't have a president who had not been at least a colonel in the Union Army. And we've had many, I mean, starting from the beginning of our republic, George Washington served as commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. Um, you know, uh, just so many that had the experience that knew, understood, um, you know, and, and not just Republicans. Harry Truman, you know, was an artillery officer in, in World War One, and, uh, you know, but uh, lately, you know, I mean, we, we have career politicians and anybody with any sense of honor uh, just seems to shy away from running for office. It's, and, uh, you know, and I think Sherman may have been prescient in that. Uh, when, when, you know, when Grant was going to uh, give up the presidency, he didn't want to run again, the Republican Party came to William Sherman and they said, if you'll, if you'll take the nomination, we'll get you uh, elected. And <clears throat> he said, if uh, if nominated, I will not run, and if elected, I will not serve. He didn't want anything to do with it. And uh, you know, it, it's it's just a shame that uh, politics is such a dirty game that uh, men of honor really don't want to have it. But more. Well, I I think uh, that the coming election in November. Is the first time since World War II that we've had this many military veterans running for office, and I support every one of them. Uh, whatever veteran situation it might be, and uh, as I mentioned to you on this on this show before, I cringe at the thought of somebody like Feinstein or or. Pelosi or some of the other gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, declaring the rules of engagement. You know, they've never been shot at, they've never worn the boots, they've never done anything but be a politician. And unless you've been there and done that, I have little respect for them making the rules of engagement or deciding on the expenses to be handed out to our military and the budgets to be formed for our military. They don't know. And uh, I, I'm like you, and I, I'm glad that this year we've got veterans, many veterans, running for political offices. Yeah. And I yeah. hope they all win. Um, you know, it'd be good. Uh, they, they have to be, you know, they have to be honorable people too. You know, I mean, I, I work, I'm not going to vote for any Mark Milley. No. Uh, no. Uh, but I, no. I, I think this is, this is something that we ought to stress because I think we're on the same page is that We as voters swing a big stick, but 
we have to educate ourselves on who we're going to vote for and find out what their record is and find out what they believe in and how they believe they want to accomplish whatever it is they think they believe in. And, you know, this is, uh, as an American, we have to take the time to educate ourselves. And uh, just like you said, Phil, not every candidate is perfect, and even not every vet is perfect. But at least it's a start in the right direction, and I certainly honor and respect the officers that I've been involved with. That They're the highest quality of men that I know in general. Nobody's perfect, and there never will be but one. And But we have to look at it on the other hand and, and choose the best one to represent us. Well, I, I certainly agree with that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think we somehow need to get back to the republic that we're meant to be. And it was supposed to be a, a whole concept of federalism where the states uh, had a voice and they had a certain degree of sovereignty and they cooperated uh, to make this federal government. And uh, ever since 1913, the ratification of the 17th Amendment, um, that's all been destroyed. And I think if people really want to restore our republic, then um, we need to repeal the 17th Amendment and let the state legislatures select their senators instead of uh, popularly electing them. Uh, it's done in, in inestimable damage um, to our republic, and uh, it's the source of never-ending foolishness and, and graft, and uh, it's just... It's just shameful. Has an amendment ever been repealed? Uh, yeah. How about prohibition? Okay. You're right. I'd forgotten about that. That's why you're a lieutenant colonel, and that's why I was a grunt. But Well, it's not exactly why. <laughs> but. but you do have an incredible memory and, and pull up facts very quickly, and I had forgotten all about... Uh, all about prohibition, but uh, you know the Seventeenth Amendment, and I, I've got to say that I'm extremely proud of the governor of my home state, Texas, that has stood up and said, "Well, if the federal government's not going to do their job, we are, and something has to be done, and he's doing it." And you know, like just like you said, we have to have state sovereignty, and you know it may be may not be the most popular thing going, but you know we we are states before we're feds, and uh, the states need their independence, in my opinion. Well, the strength of our nation comes from. States cooperating together. That's why the name of our name, the name of our country, is not America. The name of our country is the United States of America. Right. And a lot of people forget that. 
And a lot of people think there's only one government, and that's the federal government. And they're wrong. Wrong as wrong can be. We're going to have to take another break, and uh, we'll be back with Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm right after this. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free, just remember to bring comfortable shoes. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm with our host, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Philip Forsberg. And, Philip, this has been another wonderful experience for me, just uh, just chatting with you about uh, what's going on. And, you know, uh, we've got two situations. Obviously, we've got the Ukrainian situation, and we've also have the Chinese situation that um, if nothing else, just like we've said during the show and want to reiterate the fact that people be wise when you select our leaders. Look at their records. Look at what they've done in the past. Look at their political association, their political philosophies, and look at how and how they respect our military and how they support our military and then vote with the knowledge that you've done your homework and from there it will be not up to us but up to our leaders and our main leader so, we've talked about Ukraine. How about Taiwan, Phil? Well, uh, you know, Taiwan would be very, very messy. But, uh, you know, make no mistake, uh, the Chinese are watching what's going on in Ukraine with extreme interest. They, they uh, absolutely are apoplectic 
if uh, if anyone suggests that uh, Taiwan is a legitimate country, they um, they cannot abide that, and they uh, are just they're they go uh, berserk. And you know, you watch, you see anybody in in this. Uh, you know, like what's going on with basketball. You know, no, no one's allowed to say anything about uh, about Taiwan or or uh, you know criticize the the Chinese Communist Party in any way. And they have absolutely no sense of humor about it. And uh, they have absolute designs to to bring that uh, island nation of Taiwan under their control. They uh, they regard it as uh, you know their sovereign right. And the Chinese people, um, they're a little unusual in that they, well, they're very, I don't know if they're unusual. They're a lot different from Americans, the, the ones who live in China, especially the, the communist Chinese, because they've been taught and conditioned over a lifetime to consider themselves as one race, one nation, one, you know, one, almost like the Borg, um, and everybody's assimilated into it, and you don't vary from the culture, and you don't you don't uh, speak your mind, and uh, it's it's very very different. And, the, and of course, the people of Taiwan have shed that um, that uh, burden of you know, uh, and they're more individualistic, and uh, but the. By and large, the, the the people who live in China are monolithic. One way and one way only. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I, I've traveled a lot in China, spent a lot of time there. You do something, they say, they'll just say, I'll be asking, have you ever tried this? They'll say, we don't do that. That's their thing. We don't do that. Hmm. You know, Something that we're not hearing a whole lot about. Every now and then you'll hear a few words, but as you mentioned, uh, not only Russia, but China, uh, they've got all of their telescopes pointed at the United States and the White House to see what move will be made next. And we've lost so much credibility with Russia and China, but we've lost credibility around the world, and we're, you know, even in Desert Shield and Desert Storm, we were able to go to our allies and put together an incredible coalition of support. Today, I don't think we could get a box of toothpicks to support us. Yeah, um, it's a challenge, I think big, big challenge. Um, you know, and it, it's all part of leadership. And, uh, you know, what, what we're seeing, you know, the people around the world are not, they're not fooled. They don't, <clears throat> they don't sit and, and gobble up, you know, what you see on um, the lapdog media as if it were true. They know, you know, they know what they're seeing. I think Americans know what they're seeing now, but they're just, there's not much they can do about it right now. I would encourage every, every American, 
to vote in this uh, upcoming congressional midterm and uh, vote for those who are going to see um, scoundrels prosecuted and the law enforced and the Constitution restored. These people swear an oath, just like you and I swore an oath to the Constitution, David, when we uh, entered military service. These elected officials, they swore oaths to the Constitution, and it's quite obvious to me that those oaths mean absolutely nothing to them. That's exactly the reason why you don't elect someone of poor integrity, uh, without any uh, honor. You, you couldn't have said it better. And I, you know, I, like I said, it takes education, it takes time. You don't just flip a coin and bet, and bet for Bill or Joe. You take the time to study out, study their records and decide which one should be and which one should be out. And this is something, uh, this coming election is extremely important. And then 2024 is, could be the changing of the world. So it's... Yeah. You know, David, people will say things like, um, this is my civic duty to vote. If, if you didn't do your civic duty to be informed, then it is not your civic duty to vote. It's like, I mean, all you're doing is playing Russian roulette at the polls. That's right. You're absolutely right. And getting that point across to people is very difficult. Um, you know, I, I'm not kidding about this, but it's true. Don't confuse me with facts. My mind's made up. And we had this situation in 2020. I... I'm like everybody else. I didn't like everything that... Trump tweeted about or, you know, opened his mouth about, but his record stood on its own. He brought more peace and more tranquility to the United States, opened up jobs, we had the best economy in the world, and those were facts. That's not me just talking, those are facts. And yet we had people saying, oh, he's destroyed the United States. No, he didn't. And this is where people have to put down their their beliefs and what their grandfather believed in or what they think they are and, and look at the real facts and vote with the facts. And our government has, this has been a uh, terrible, terrible situation in my opinion with the pandemic and not being able to trust anybody or anything that they say. If I say it's green, you'll say it's red, and, you know, we're both right, and we can't make up our minds which way to go. And this election, we have to be prepared and vote with our brain, not with our whatever it is that we vote with. And I would suggest to you, David, if you're not going to do your homework and be informed, then your civic duty is not to vote. I agree. You just do damage with what you're doing. 
And I, I might add that this is true from the top down or from the bottom up. And I'm guilty of from the bottom up many times. Uh, I don't know all of my local representatives or city council or whatever the case might be. And it's not because I haven't gotten a mailbox full of stuff. It's just that I don't know them like I should. And we try to have them on the radio show at one time or the other so I can learn more about them and what they believe in. But you're absolutely right. It's better not to vote than to vote somebody in because they have a cute last name or they, you know, for whatever reason you vote and you're voting without knowledge. And that's that's disaster, as you've pointed out. And what we're seeing right now. And don't sell yourself to any political party. Very true. You want to define that? Well, I mean, you'll just be taken for granted if you, you know, if you say, well, I'm always going to vote X, then they just throw you in a box and uh, they never have to worry about you again. Yep. They won't listen to you and they won't be responsive to you. And as long as they know that you're a slave to uh, what you've always done, they, they will uh, continue to abuse you. And they've become quite masterful at it. So, I'm sorry, go ahead, Phil. It's an old game. It is, and it's been going on for thousands of years in one shape, form, or fashion or another, you know. And uh, with that being said, though, we're going to have to uh, get out of here. And I want to thank you again, Phil, for everything that you do for us. And uh, thank you for your service. And we'll be talking to you next week, and hopefully uh, we'll have some good news. Be back. Thank you. With me. I apologize for getting a little too political today. No, no. But, uh, I it's think off my chest now. It's off your chest, and we need that. We'll talk to All you right. soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Good day. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.